0: spiritual contemplations yes spiritual contemplations what spiritual contemplations do i have today (sighs) yeah if you're just plugging in if you're just listening you're popping in your headphones you're pressing play you're in your car let's just take a big deep breath in together (sighs) good let's do that one more time Ah, beautiful. I love to feel into the presence, kind of on the quantum, of who's here. You know, we think of we think of time as linear, as if right now, no one has heard this show. no one is hearing this show, because I'm making it right now. That's a linear form of thinking. that I'm speaking to you from the past into the future, which is in front of me, right? But actually, time is is more of a, an orb. It's more of a circle with no center. It's more rooted in emptiness. There's so many amazing studies that show that quantum time... Exists And what I mean by quantum time is that right now, as I am recording this show, you are actively listening and receiving it in a different dimension in which a different time zone is existing. So even though it's Friday morning and the show won't come out until Sunday, and many of you might not listen to it until Monday, Tuesday... It's all happening in the same circle of time. Is that making sense? Um, There's this great study. I wish I had it in front of me. I wasn't planning on talking about linear um, time today, but Dr. Joe Dispenza, one of my favorite, you know, pioneers of our time. He has this amazing study about the power of prayer. And it's out of his book, um, Breaking the Habit to Be Yourself. I believe, yeah, that's the book that it's in. And what he does is, okay, let me see if I can explain this correctly. It's been a while. I only listened to that book like four or five times. So this is what the study was. He took a group, I think it was like 3,000 people who had like a very kind of regular illness, a very common illness that you would be hospitalized for. I forget what it was, but he got this list of, I think it was 3,000 people. Let's just be as hypothetical as we can. (laughs) Go get the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza, if this type of stuff excites you. So he's got this list of 3,000 people that are in a few different hospitals that are very, very sick with this same disease. And then he brings together these groups of you know, people like myself who are um, very into prayer and meditation and energy work and healing and, and have some power in that sense. And he gets together this group of powerful meditators and prayers and he gives them these names and he says, I want you all to pray for these people every day for the next two weeks. I'm, like, so obsessed with this study. It's so cool. I should just pull it out and read it to you again, but um, I will paraphrase as best as I can. So I'm, like, getting all excited just telling you guys about it. So the three weeks go by, or however much time it is, and these, you know, prayers, these meditators are in prayer for these people. And... I believe that there was a, um, God, what's the word? Come on, Jane, remember science. There was the control group, I think that's what you call them, a group of people that were not prayed for. They were left out of the prayers, okay? Because we need a control group, right, who aren't prayed for. And here is the crazy thing. At the end of the study, when they had done all these prayers for all of these sick people, they told them, the people who were giving the prayers, that all of these people were actually sick in 1994. They were praying for people who were sick back in the 90s. And what they found, it like gives me chills to talk to you about this. What they found is that the people who received the prayers in the In their history, in their medical history, stay with me here, the people who received the prayers healed faster and quicker in their experience in the 90s than the people who didn't receive the prayers. And when they did the control for this study, they didn't see any of those trends. This was a total blind choice. So the people... This is, this is what I mean by the quantum. The people were praying for those others in the quantum, that in the 90s, they could be healed. They didn't know. They didn't know that they had already either survived or died from this illness. They thought that they were sick at the present moment. So they prayed for them in the present moment. And when they found out that they had actually helped people who were sick in the 90s recover quicker, That is when we can prove quantum time. That is when we can prove quantum time. And this kind of is how inner child healing works. And this is how I really believe that it works really well. Because if we can go very deep into prayer and we can go back to the younger version of ourself who experienced trauma or neglect or abuse and give that child what they need, we can actively heal that person in the quantum. And then in your present moment experience, you are less traumatized. You feel more healed. The weight of that experience as a child loses its its heaviness. It is unwound. This is quantum healing, and we do this in the Akashic Records. We can go into your DNA and unwind these things, unwind these traumas. We can go into your past lives and see something horrible that happened to you and witness it, experience it, and clear it out. And then that stuff that's been carrying you, you know, that's been weighing on you, that's been so heavy, it's lighter. This is quantum healing. Um, I've told you guys about the cellular release therapist. Well, I haven't mentioned it on the show. Bruna and I both go to see a cellular release therapist and this is exactly the kind of work that she does. It's in the quantum and it's incredible. And the more I work with her, I'm sure the more that I'll want to share with you, but something I know that she does with her clients is she will bring them into a meditation of where they're in the moment right before a terrible traumatic event abuse let's just use an example of someone is about to walk into your room as a child and do something abusive to you and in this modality of healing she has you as an adult walk into that moment stop it from happening, and protect the younger version of yourself. Again, like full chills. I don't know how to do this work. Maybe someday I will go into training to do that kind of work because it's like, wait, what? You can heal your timeline of your lifetime in the quantum? Yes, you can. I was like not even planning on talking about this today, but here we are. So I'm wondering, like, if you're listening to this, are you like, what the hell, Jane? (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? Are you losing it? Or is this something you've thought about? And you're kind of feeling validated, like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, There's, I would not believe, you guys, I am a science-based person, okay? (laughs) I don't know if I need to let you all know, (laughs) I feel like in the last two years, spiritual people have somehow separated themselves from science, and yoga and Buddhism, especially Tibetan Buddhism, will always be rooted and aligned with science. And I never, (laughs) I don't know why I feel like I need to say this, I never said this on my Instagram or anything, I have not been very public about it, because I think it's way too politicized, and I am not here to be political at all but I got vaccinated as soon as I could, Um, and <laughs> I've had, a, I remember my, one of my good friends, we were on a Zoom call the other day, and she wasn't sure if I was into vaccines or not, and, and I noticed she was kind of, like, dipping her toes in the, like, yeah, like, the vaccines, like, trying to feel out if I am, like, against or not against, and I am for whatever is best for you, okay? I am for whatever is best for you. And if you were, say, listening into a conversation with me and my family members, you might hear me share more concrete opinions on what I believe is best for humanity, but that doesn't mean that I get to put that belief on you. I'm not here for that. Your body, your choice, babe. And also your karma, you know? It's also your karma that you'll be carrying um, according to the choices that you make. So, whether you're vaccinated or not, I don't care. As long as you honor and value yourself for the choice that you're making, I honor you as well. And as long as you honor others for the choices that they're making, I honor you as well. So, if you are making people feel ashamed for getting the vaccine, and if you are making people feel ashamed for not getting it, that's not cool with me. And that's why I just never talked about it. Because whatever I do, it doesn't mean that you need to do it. And I have felt this way in some of my like spiritual containers with coaching and programs where I have felt a little bit like I should agree with everything that my mentor is saying And I actually think that there's nothing more liberating than disagreeing, doubting, and thinking critically and saying, I don't agree with that, but I still respect you and love you and admire you as my teacher. And that's that. We don't have to cancel people because we disagree with them. We are allowed to think critically, and we should surround ourselves with people who think differently and see things differently. Okay? So I'm kind of feeling into who's listening, and I'm wondering if there are people around you who are doing things differently than you. Maybe you have someone pushing the vaccine on you. Maybe you have a friend who didn't get it, and it's really bothering you that's not your that's not your deal babe you've got to let that go you've got to love everybody where they're at okay we're all on our own journey here and if there's anything the past two years have shown us it's how much there is to be afraid of and people are really really afraid right now and what we need is more compassion less judgment less opinions less politicalization We need compassion and acceptance. So just love everyone where they're at, okay? And to circle back, I am always going to be a scientific-based person. I love that science is trying to prove all of the benefits of meditation, mindfulness. Science is trying to prove quantum theory. We wouldn't have this knowledge without science. And we want to really respect the people that are in those realms. They're doing their best, you know? So, yeah, check out jo- Dr. Joe Dispenza if this is making you excited. And also, the other thought that comes up out of this is this idea of praying for people. We, I, we take a lot of prayer requests as Tibetan Buddhist practitioners, i usually get emails during the week that say please pray for this person this is their name sometimes it will have a picture of them sometimes it will say what they're suffering with sometimes it will say who around them is suffering from their suffering you know and we have our list and we pray for them and not only is in that study was it proven but you know in studies that okay i don't know where this study is rooted from but i mean i just explained to you the exact same study this is a little bit different though when someone knows they're being prayed for they actually recover faster than if they don't know they're being prayed for and it's interesting <laughs> i remember i really like triggered this um person that i was dating cuz she was having a really really tough time like a lot of suffering was happening to her and My response as the person that I am is very frequently, you're in my prayers, I'm thinking of you, and I'm praying for you. And I recognized when she got very triggered by that, she felt like it was very condescending of me to say something like that. And that person happens to have like a very serious Christianity wound. And so I realized how people of maybe more maybe fundamentalist american-based religions might say like well i'm praying for you and it doesn't feel good and so i want to acknowledge that and can we can we let people know that we're thinking about them and sending them love and sending them prayers in a way that doesn't feel belittling and condescending in a way that is like i'm thinking of you and i'm sending you so much light And I'm sending you so much love and I'm breathing in all of your suffering. I'm sucking it all out of your body and I'm exhaling so much light and health back to you. That's what I mean when I say I'm praying for you. I am visualizing you freed from your suffering and holding that vision for you. This is what we do in compassion practice, right? We hold that vision for our enemies. We breathe that light onto them. And we see them in their fullest joy and happiness. And we hold that vision for them. And to me, it's kind of like, God, I hear a lot of like new age coaches say like setting the template, but I feel like I'm finally understanding what that means. It's like I'm setting the template, the outline, for you to be living in your highest self so that you can expand into that space. Quantum healing. So... Let's just play a little bit. Whoever's listening right now, I'm going to activate a little bit of Reiki. I'm feeling it coming in through my body. Okay? And I want you to start noticing a little tingle at the top of your head. And I'm sending this golden spiral of light down through the top of your head into the crown chakra. And see if you can just feel the sensation of that golden light Spiraling down through the top of your head. Down into your mind space. Down into your throat. Down into your heart. Down into your belly. Through the womb space. And back down into earth. And as I'm I'm giving you this blessing in the quantum... Using my hands here, feeling your energy, feeling that tingling at the top of the head, and feeling that spiraling sensation move down the body. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Receive it. Quantum healing. <laughs> Okay, that was fun. So yeah, I just wanted to jump on. Um, This is going to be a quick show today because I am getting ready for another weekend of just fully unplugging and that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about. When was the last time that you fully, truly unplugged? When was the last time that you spent an entire day with your phone off? No laptop, no TV, no iPad, no screen. Phone off. And just that. I mean, it's funny. I can't tell you the last time I did that and just stayed at home and just stayed in my normal life. That's something we're going to be doing in devotion. We're going to have two retreat days in devotion where we do solo retreats. And one of them is going to be no screens for an entire day. But staying in your regular life and seeing what you do when you don't have the screen to distract you. What you feel like you miss out on. What comes up, you know? But not just that. It's not just about unplugging from the screens. It's about unplugging from the screens and returning to nature. so this weekend you know we're we're gonna unplug completely and and i really want you to ask yourself when was the last time i did that when was the last time i completely unplugged and took that time to go and be in nature and to just be to just be and this, it's so funny when I think about this idea of just be, I think about um, the first time that I ate mushrooms. <laughs> uh, another thing that I, I think people think that I'm like not um, approving of psychedelics. I don't know. I, I make up ideas of what people think about me, but I always get this question of like, what do you think of them? Do you approve of them? You guys... I will save this all for another episode, but like I would not be where I am today if I didn't use psychedelics as much as I did in college. I definitely abused them and kind of, um, God, I sound like an alcoholic. I feel like I lost the privilege of using psychedelics a long time ago because i stopped respecting them and i started using them as a way to escape and sacred plant medicine is not meant to be used as an escape and a big journey that i've been going through um actually since i wasn't planning on talking about this but it's coming through when the pandemic started i was 100 percent sober i didn't drink i didn't smoke anything I would make my brew of kava. <laughs> I would make my coffee. Um, those were kind of my, what is the word I'm looking for? Substances that I would use to soothe myself. And I remember when the pandemic started, it was like, like I'm not someone who needs to be sober. I'm, I can perfectly handle myself. I just am very sober curious and I choose to live a more clear life. And I'm, I'm wondering if any of you relate a few days into the pandemic, I was like texting my weed dealer, like, help me out, man. I'm dying. You know, like the fear is getting so intense. Like all of our nervous systems were getting so intense. (laughs) Bruno was going to the liquor store to buy like all the red wine and whiskey. And I'm like texting my weed guy and, um, you know. Before I knew it, my sobriety was no longer. And before I knew it, actually, I realized a lot of us were drinking and using and um, not doing well, you know, and, and I, think we, I think I let us have that for a few weeks, and then there was a point where I was like, okay, we need to get into service, we need to get into prayer, we need to focus we can't start spiraling like everybody else is like the amount of people who fell off the wagon when that pandemic started it breaks my heart and so since then I kind of have been on this journey back into sobriety because what I started doing was using cannabis to numb what are you using to numb when you have a fight with your partner, when someone makes you really upset, when you're bored and you don't know what to do with yourself, when you are at the end of a really long stressful day, what do you do to numb those feelings? And you can say, oh, I'm just using it to relax. Are you? These are questions I've been asking myself, you guys. This is, this is something that you know maybe i'll do a whole episode on you know my experience with cannabis and how i have gotten off of it um because it's tough it's a tough habit to kick especially if you were like me and you found it when you were 16 and it just changed your world like cannabis was one of the greatest things that came into my life and just like mushrooms one of the greatest things that came into my life, I got to a point where I didn't deserve the privilege of using it because I wasn't using it respectfully. And that's what we want to be really aware of. And now we're so lucky that we have dispensaries um, and we can get these amazing products that are actually good quality and we can actually use them more medicinally and more control. And I kind of can't believe that I used to just smoke whatever I got off the streets, but that's where we were at one point, you know? Where was I going with this? This was so not where I expected to go. Yes, just be. Oh my goodness. So after the first time I did mushrooms and I I just had this like experience of presence. I was in this beautiful park um, right outside the University of Oregon with two of my best friends and we just, for probably like five or six hours, we just sat with the trees. We sat still with the grass. We watched the ripples of the water in the river. I experienced what it's like to be like the trees, to be like the ever-aware, wakeful luminosity of the sun, I experienced presence, present moment wakefulness for the first time in my life. I felt like I woke up to the world around me for the first time in my life. And that day changed everything for me. And this notion of just be had a whole new meaning to me. And so now... So after, you know, and this, this is what my teacher wants us to experience, present moment wakefulness, awareness, being like the tree, being like the mountain, solid, steady, present, aware. And so as the years went by and I was on my spiritual journey, I started to think to myself, I think you can create these experiences that you've enjoyed so much using these plant medicines on your own. I think that you can have these experiences with your own body. And that's what I love about these kinds of medicines is that they show your body what you can access. And if only they could whisper to us, which maybe they did, I I feel like the last time I used mushrooms, I was so clear. I wasn't even tripping at all. I was, my mind and my body was so used to using that medicine. And I heard this little whisper that said, you don't need me anymore. You can have this experience on your own. You don't need me anymore. And a whole lot of other things happened around that realization. The last time I did mushrooms was a really, really big breaking point for me of, wake up! stop stop being in this autopilot mode stop reaching for this plant medicine to give you that awakening that you're looking for it's all within you take control of your life make better choices find clarity and i think that the best part about um coming into sobriety is feeling like myself and feeling really clear, and looking in the mirror at the end of the day, and seeing my eyes, and seeing that I'm really here, and that I'm really present. Um, and so if this is, I'm, I'm curious for those who are listening, um, if this is something you'd like me to talk more on, I would love to. I, I don't want to ever push sobriety on anybody. I don't like it when it's pushed on me. I've been in programs where sobriety is a requirement and I feel resistance um I've even been told if you have a drink or if you use cannabis or anything that you can't open their Akashic records and um (laughs) I've tested that many times and did not find it to be true meaning no disrespect to any of the teachers in my lineage that just wasn't true for me um Again, yeah, this is a whole, this is such a great story that I think I can go into on another episode, because today, what I just really wanted to talk to you about is unplugging and being with nature. So um, Bruna and I, we are both in this like kind of upward spiral right now. We're both kind of taking these like really big steps up the mountain into like our highest selves, into our next level. And we've actually been kind of clashing a lot as we take these big steps forward. It's been really hard to connect. Um, And we both are kind of distracted, you know. And so on Monday, Bruna said, can we go camping this weekend? And I was like, absolutely. I'm going to clear my Friday clients and let's do it. And, of course, in Utah, we have such a mecca. We have such a paradise of places to go camping in. And um, then we had these crazy rainstorms all week, like crazy. Oh, my gosh, I was giving a reading on Wednesday, and the thunder and the lightning and the the electricity was shuddering and the Internet kept shutting down. And it was the most wild reading I've ever tried to give. And I love the client that I had, if you're listening. She was so steady the whole time. And I was like, stay focused, stay focused. Like, I thought we were done. Like, I thought that the reading was just... I was about to be like, I'm going to give you another free reading a different time because Mother Earth does not want us to do this right now. But she was so steady and anchored and unmoving that it could reflect to me that I can stay steady and unmoving. And so, of course, I'm like... um It was supposed to stop raining yesterday, and it still rained all day yesterday, so I don't think camping is like the smartest idea, and leave it to Bruna to already have looked up a bunch of cute Airbnbs around that we can go to for the weekend. So she found us this cute little A-frame cabin down in, I want to say Millard County, if that's correct, right by this lake. It's got a little campfire in the back it's got a full kitchen and ah I'm just so excited just the two of us and our dog Milo we're gonna drive I think it's about three hours south which is great like it feels like it's pretty far out of town we're gonna go about three hours south and we're gonna unplug and we're gonna spend time together and we're going to meditate and we're going to talk and we're going to read books and we're going to swim and we're going to make love and we're going to have an amazing time. And I'm so lucky to have a partner that agrees that this is the most important thing for us. And, and, and really, um, my amazing business coach, Maddie Maple, shout out, When I started my podcast, she said, it's really simple, Jane. She kind of prompted me, what is one thing? Because we were kind of talking about like, you just got to start, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you just got to start, make your first episode, just do it, Jane. (laughs) And she was kind of prompting me to just start. And she said, what is one thing, the number one most important thing that you would want to share with your audience that they need to do? To live a more spiritual and awakened life, and I said this is probably a kind of a boring answer, but the number one most important thing that you can do to be more to live more spiritually, to be more grounded, to be happier, is to prioritize time to unplug and return to nature. Prioritize it. You know, there is this little voice in my head that's like, you're in the middle of a launch, Jane. Should you really take three days off of not using your phone, of not connecting with your students? And then this really divine, louder voice says she absolutely must. If Jane wants to show up as fully as possible for these amazing yogis who have joined the devotion sangha, she must take three days unplugging and returning to herself and her practices not to say that i've left myself and not to say that i've left my practices but i have been on my phone on my computer on instagram texting voice messaging watching netflix when i'm clocked out you know I need a break from my screen, you guys. I need a serious break from the screens. And not only that, I think here's, yeah, here's the most important thing that I want to get to. When we are using the internet and the screens as much as we are, we are being very subliminally and subtly conditioned in so many ways. Even if you're watching really great funny TV shows, even if your Instagram feed is totally woke and enlightened... For someone like me, in my line of work, I'm spending most of my, if I'm not with a client in session, chances are I'm voice messaging a client to support them, I'm texting a client to support them, I'm in my DMs connecting with a new client, I'm in my DMs supporting someone I don't even know. I'm supporting people all day long. I wake up, you know, with messages from clients. And I love this, you guys. I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, it means the world to me that this is my work. That all I do is support people. But this is something that we talk about in the Akashic Records a lot. A lot of us have psychic ties in the root of our skull, in the root of the mind space. There are all of these psychic ties. And today, I probably have like a hundred, if not more psychic ties to everybody that i'm holding space for right now and as long as i have my phone on and my computer open i'm available to you and i'm giving you my energy and i'm thinking about you and i'm concerning about you and i'm sending you prayers and i'm holding the highest vision for you and i'm also available to anything else that might come up like You know, my Democracy Now! updates, letting me know what's happening in Afghanistan. I'm seeing triggering ads on Instagram. Like, I saw this ad the other day that was like, check out this dope video game where you can do whatever you want to women. Oh my god, you guys. I was so upset by this ad, and it was like some guy who looked like a gamer holding like an axe and then like a picture of what the game looks like and his character whatever his character was I don't even remember but it was like check out this game you can play where you get to go do whatever you want to women that was so triggering I actually reported it (laughs) I was like this post is offensive report this I don't want to see this do you know how inundated we are with information And with things that, even on the most subtle level, trigger us. Like that thing, I was very aware that it was triggering me. You know, I was like, wow, this is really upsetting. I'm very aware of it. But there might be other things that we see that we're not totally aware trigger us. So I really want you to think about this. When was the last time that you turned off your phone, your laptop, your computer, all of it, And returned to yourself and released all those psychic ties, all those plugs, all the people you're thinking about, all the people you're worrying about, all the people you're keeping tabs on, even the people you're pissed off at and you're still thinking about how pissed off you are at them. I have those experiences, you guys. Oh, totally. Totally. So... The unplugging is the step one. The unplugging is step one. Turning off your phone, or even just turning it on. Like, I'll probably want to take pictures because that's just how I am. And so airplane mode is great. You can still use your phone. And you'll notice that you're reaching for your phone way less when it's on airplane mode because there's nothing coming in. And also, when it's on airplane mode, there's no, like, EMF waves coming from your phone. So a great thing to do is to put your phone on airplane mode, like when you're sleeping or when you need a break from your phone, because then those waves aren't touching you, and it can be such a relief, you guys. You might not feel it, but your energetic body will. So that's step one, unplugging. Step two, returning to nature. And this can mean anything. This can mean going to a park and just laying in the grass and just grounding. For me, it means going somewhere where I'm totally immersed. And I'm glad that we're not doing a tent because, A, I would not be able to record this podcast right now. I would be so busy preparing everything. And I'm looking forward to having like a cute cabin to land in where, you know, I've I spent the morning cooking, you know, preparing delicious foods, you know, sattvic, high vibe fruits and vegetables, delicious foods. Going to bring some teas, maybe a kombucha. Um, really, I really like to nourish myself well when I have these weekends to unplug and reconnect. Bringing great books, you know, the Tibetan book of living and dying is a book that I take everywhere with me. Bruna has been reading The Body Keeps Score, Oh my gosh, she's only read me like one chapter of it, and I am obsessed. Another book that we've been reading together is The Big Leap. I finished reading it, and then that night, I was like, Bruna, can I read this to you? (laughs) So we're reading that together. You know, bringing a journal, I'll bring my mala beads and my prayers, and we'll bring a speaker to play music, and we'll just be, you know, just be. Just be. When have you given yourself that? When have you given your body the time to recalibrate to the frequency of nature? To just float in a river and let the precious crystal waters clear your body? To let the wind just blow on your face? To feel spirit with you? To meditate somewhere beautiful and mystical? I like to think that most of you who are listening are constantly giving yourselves these opportunities. But I feel really lucky to have a partner who is just so on top of those things because I can get really comfortable. And if she hadn't said, let's go unplug this weekend, I doubt the thought would have ever crossed my mind, to be honest. And I'm so lucky to have a partner like her who's like, we need this we need to unplug, we need to get back to nature, we need to take care of ourselves, and there's something about bre- being, uh, I heard this beautiful thing, I'm I'm obsessed with Saadi Simone's podcast, Spiritually Sassy, if you don't know who he is, he is everything I hope to be someday, <laughs> except for me, except for being me, um, but one of his guests, I forget who it was, she said, I look for the way that nature reflects presence back to me. That even if you're just walking down the the city street, I live in a really urban city, and I feel resentful sometimes that I'm not closer to nature. But when I walk outside, I can see the beautiful stillness of the trees. I can see the innate beauty of the rose bushes growing. I can see the way that the birds fly in these patterns in the sky, and the way that the clouds move above them. And it's okay if there's, you know, a, a tracks line running next to me. It's okay if I'm seeing graffiti everywhere. It's okay if, you know, maybe there's some tweaker over there in the corner. I had this professor in college who would tell me, Living in an urban environment is your environment. It is the environment. Don't make yourself separate from it. Don't act like nature is separate from the environment because there is so much nature we can experience in this environment. And he even said, even if it's that tweaker on the corner, they are still part of your environment and they can still be celebrated and loved and they can still reflect that nature back to you. And I found that so beautiful because it's something that I have a really hard time practicing. Um, I've always loved living downtown, in downtown Salt Lake City, and something about the pandemic made me like feel a little bit trapped in the city, you know? Craving more time in nature, more quiet. So, of course, I'm planning on having a quick podcast for you guys. It's We're already 45 minutes in. <laughs> so, yeah, my intentions for this weekend are to be in the quiet, honestly. I want some quiet. I want to hear the pristine sounds of nature. I want to be blessed by the light codes of the sun. I want to float in the crystal clear blue waters. I want to feel the grass and the dirt and the sand underneath my feet and my hands. I want to see my cute puppy running freely with all the space that he needs. I want to see him playing, you know? I want to see my partner have a look of relief on her face. I want to see her in a place of peace and joy and serenity. I want to eat delicious foods. I want to wake up in prayer. I want to look at the stars at night, you know? I want to just be. Without trying to be Jane. Without trying to run a business. Without trying to run a brand without trying to be perfect. I'm not even going to say, oh, we're gonna wake up, we're gonna practice nondro, we're gonna do these prayers, we're gonna meditate, then we're gonna do yoga, then we're gonna do this. Mm-mm. No, I let it flow organically. Whatever I feel like doing when I wake up, I will do. Whatever I feel like doing later, I will do. When I feel like sitting down to meditate, I will. When I want to move my body with some yoga, I will when I want to read a book, I will like, That freedom of just flowing. That freedom of just, I'll do nothing. If I want to do nothing, I will do nothing all weekend. If I want to just lay in the grass, I will do that, you know? Especially as, you know, we're entering August. Summer is slowly coming to a close. And we've only got a little bit more warm weather to appreciate. So have you gotten into touch with nature this summer? Have you spent some time really communing, meditating, and retreating? Retreat is so important. It is so important to retreat, let your nervous system slow down, get away from everybody around you, get away from all the noise, and just come back to yourself. Be with yourself. Go deeper inward. And something else I'm looking forward to is having more depth and genuine conversation with my partner because we won't have all of these distractions around us. I feel like when we're all really busy, like our conversations, they lack a little bit of depth, you know? But when we don't have distractions and when we have all the time to just be together and I'm not worried about doing this at this time or getting back to this or I've got to do that. I've got to get to this class. I've got to respond to this. I've got to help this person. I've got to fix that. No. From that presence, I can spend more time with my partner going deeper and sharing more with her. Well, is there anything else that I feel called to share with you guys before I complete this little transmission for you? Space heals everything. Space can heal everything. Getting away from the daily grind. It, getting out of your environment. I love my house. But getting out of my environment, going somewhere new, somewhere fresh, some, somewhere that is not familiar with me, somewhere that I know nothing about, that I can explore with fresh eyes. I crave that. These experiences help me grow, they help me ground, they help me center, they help me come back to myself. Which will be perfect because devotion is starting in seven days, you guys. Okay, wait, sorry. If you're listening on Sunday, then devotion is starting in five days. Oh my God. So if you're listening, you are still more than welcome to join us. Um, I don't know where we'll be at by Sunday, but we do have a few spots left in the Friday 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time class slot. We have a few openings there. And tomorrow, Monday, we are going to have our first bonus session. I've already created a bonus session. I'm going to probably create a few of them. And it's just called Tea Time with Jane. And all the devotion yogis... We're all going to be getting together on Zoom to have a little tea time to just get to know each other, connect, set our intentions for the container. And um, I've actually invited in all of the girls who have applied and just haven't officially joined yet. So if you haven't applied yet and it's kind of been calling to you and you just kind of want to feel out the space a little bit, I would love to welcome you into our tea time tomorrow at noon. And it doesn't mean that you're in or committed or anything, it just means that I guess I'm giving you the opportunity to see what this container feels like, to connect with the incredible women that are joining this container, and to just feel what being held in my space might feel like to you. And then we start on Friday, we have our very first call on Friday, and we'll be having calls every week, every Friday for 12 weeks. And there's going to be so many initiations throughout this experience. <sighs> I am so excited to share all that I have planned with you. I'm creating a textbook for you right now so that you can keep all of the concrete details. And it's just going to be, it's going to be epic. <laughs> I've I'm, I'm never created anything like this and I just can't not wait share this with you. Uh, I feel like, especially as a Western woman in the Buddhist tradition and the yoga traditions, we have a lot to talk about, you guys. We have a lot to discuss about what it means to be a Western yogi, what it means to be a female teacher in this world, and what it means to really honor and have reverence for these teachings that have helped shape us. So, If you're listening to this show, if you're still listening to me, then that's a pretty sure sign that you definitely belong in the Devotion Sangha. So I'm just welcoming you in in lovingly. Um, A lot of excuses that I've heard is like, A, I'm not that good at yoga. We're not even going to be practicing asana yoga, so I don't care. B, I probably can't afford it you don't even know what it costs, and I am offering two types of payment plans to make it super affordable. And the last excuse, I'm not sure that I'll be available during the times that you're meeting. Right now, we have a noon on Friday's Mountain Time and a 5.30 p.m. on Friday's Mountain Time. And if neither of those times work for you, and if I get enough messages from people that neither of those times work well for you, I will pick a new time. That's why I didn't just like choose the times and post them because I am creating this container for you, you know, for your growth, for your expansion. And I need this too, you guys. Like, I am spending the weekend coming back to presence with myself, getting really clear and anchored so that next week, When we dive in, I can be a clear channel for all of you. I can hold a gorgeous field where we're steady together in a collective, holding each other to a new standard of living, supporting each other on these paths. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to start. And I'm so even more excited to just feel into the few, you know, I feel, I feel like three or four more people that haven't shown themselves yet are going to appear to me this week. So I'm excited to see who you are and to welcome you into this beautiful space, into this incredible journey. And if you have any questions about it, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. You're listening to this. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. I'm probably heading home from my little trip now, and by Monday morning, I will be back online and so ready and clear and refreshed to connect with all of you and to just keep doing this incredible job. I can't believe this is my work. I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed to do this kind of work, and I'm so grateful to all of you. All of you who are listening are what make it possible for me to do this work. Wow. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so lucky to have you. Thank you so much for wanting more for your life. You're listening to this because you are a spiritual person and you are looking for more. You want to go deeper. You want to have a more profound experience. And I'm here to remind you that to do that, you have got to unplug, get away from the screens, go back into nature and be with her, witness her, witness her. That's all she wants of us. If we can witness her and be more aware of her and us being one and the same, we will take better care of ourselves, we'll take better care of her, and I believe that we can, I really believe we've got to have hope, you know, that we can start to solve this crisis happening in the world (sighs) yeah let's just take a few breaths in so August is almost over I hope you've planned a time for yourself to unplug connect with yourself connect with nature connect with your beloved and get away from all of the noise I believe that's where we can really find the deep peace that we're all yearning for. (sighs) Well, I believe that's all I have to share with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your space with me, your mind, your energy. You just gave an hour of your life to listening to me. Like, wow, thank you. What an honor. I am so honored to be sharing these messages with you. I hope you have found something inspiring today. And I hope that you know that you are so loved. Even if I don't know you, I love you. And I'm here for you. And I'm always supporting you. And I would love to hear from you. If you wanted to message me, let me know how you're doing. I'm here to support you and give you so much love, okay? Have a beautiful, beautiful week. You can handle anything that's coming your way. Just remember to be kind and compassionate towards yourself and others. Namaste.